You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Reds fell to the Padres on Tuesday afternoon in Peoria. Final score 5-4. to four. Highlights coming up, but first some final thoughts on the game from Tommy Thrall and Chris Welsh. Thanks, you. Tough one for the Reds as they fall short to the Padres. 5-4, to four, the final score. And Chris Welsh, when you look back at this game, you see some guys that pitched that kind of has you excited as we get closer to opening day. Amir Garrett threw again today. Lucas Sims pitched for the first time. But let's start with Amir Garrett because you can't do much better than striking out the side in each of your first two outings of the spring. Yeah, Tommy, I'm even back up a little bit beyond that. And the Reds are trying to win their seventh game of the year down here in spring training today. They came in here, what, 6-13. and 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 a lot of people I know in Cincinnati are are getting kind of panicked about the win-loss record, which does not mean a thing whatsoever in Arizona. I'm more encouraged by what I see on the field, what I'm seeing with the pitchers and the guys that are hitting, and then you bring up Amir Garrett. I mean, a guy that got a late start on spring training due to some arm soreness, and he has come out here and he struck out every batter that he has faced so far. So I'm very encouraged by that. I was encouraged to see Lucas Sims in the ball game today, throwing the ball very well. He will be a high leverage late inning guy for the Reds out of their bullpen. And uh, the way that Nick Castellanos continues to swing the bat. I mean, I don't know if he was the pitch out there that he cannot hit. So uh, if you keep these guys getting dialed in, and, of course, your ball club's not complete until Joey Votto comes back, I'm looking here in the next few days, hopefully, that we see Votto in action. It was a tough one as the Reds come up short to the Padres. Final score once again, 5-4. to four. Yid, back to you. Now to the highlights. Both the Reds and Padres pretty much ran out their opening day lineups on Wednesday afternoon in Peoria, and the Padres crossed the plate first off a guy fighting for a roster spot, right-hander Jeff Hoffman. He gave up three consecutive singles to Tommy Pham, Jake Cronenworth, and Fernando Tatis Jr. to begin the bottom of the first. Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer then got the first two runs home. And this team has a propensity to leave the yard with the bags packed. The pitch. Machado bounces one right side. Farmer goes to second one, and Hoffman did not get to the bag at first to cover. So the Reds will only get the one out. It'll go three to four. Farmer to India, forcing out Tatis Jr. at second. A run will score, and the Padres are on the board. It is one to nothing, San Diego. You know, on that play, Tommy, I don't think they probably would have had a chance to turn a double play, but it looks bad when you should be over there covering first base and don't get there. Hoffman sets, deals, and Hosmer hits a bullet to India. Diving stop, goes to second one. No play for Suarez at first. The Reds will just get the one out. Cronenworth will score from third. And it's now 2 to nothing, San Diego. Well, that's a dandy play right there by Jonathan India. Laid out for it, did a nice job. You know, those are the kind of things you're looking for uh, out of India. You know, the instincts, which way are you moving on the pitch? Are you willing to dive to make a, ball, a play on a ball like that? That was a dandy. Next up was Will Myers. Hoffman's pitch. Ground ball through the right side, past Farmer between he and the line, and that's in the right for a hit. Here comes Hosmer around to score from second. 3-0 San Diego. And it's a two-out, two-strike RBI single for Will Myers. The Reds got on the board in the top of the third off lefty Mackenzie Gore. With two outs, leadoff man Jesse Winker singled to right center. Next up was the hot-hitting Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos, big, tall, strong right-hander. Set in the batter's box, swung on, hits a high, long drive. The left center field, there goes the center fielder. Bam, looking up. 
gone. Castellanos with a big fly to left center and makes it a 3-2 ball game. Cincinnati tied things up in the top of the fifth. Jonathan India led off with a double. He moved to second on a good sacrifice bunt by Jeff Hoffman, and then Jesse Winker got that run home. The pitch, and Winker grounds it. Second baseman, gloves. Cronenworth bobbles, no play on India. He'll score, and the Reds have tied it up. Cronenworth does get the out on Winker at first, but that bobble cost him a play at home. Right 3-3 now. The Reds have drawn even with the Padres on the RBI ground out by Winker. After Will Myers singled home a run in the bottom of the first, Jeff Hoffman settled down and retired the next 10 batters he faced before he walked Jurgensen Profar to begin the bottom of the fifth. But he was erased by the man behind the plate. Again, the payoff. Profar running, swing and a miss. Throw down to second. Good one. And out at second base is Profar. You talk about a big turnaround for the Reds this inning on a 3-2 pitch. Profar was running. Ruta strikes out. Profar's thrown out. Strike him out. Throw him out. Double play. And that could have been a pitch away from two on. Nobody out. Instead, nobody on and two out. Hoffman got a ground out to end the inning, and his day was finished. Five innings pitch, four hits, three earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts, and a wild pitch. The Reds loaded the bases in the top of the six, but they failed to score. Amir Garrett came on to pitch the bottom of the sixth inning, and once again, he was unhittable. He struck out all three batters he faced on Saturday, and he did the same thing Tuesday. The final batter he faced was one of the Padres' hammers, Manny Machado. Two balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. Buried it, Machado down on strikes. Amir Garrett, in his second outing of the spring, strikes out the side. Lucas Sims came on to pitch the seventh for Cincinnati. He struck out the first batter he faced, then got a broken bat pop-up, but then things kind of got away from him. Victor Caratini singled to left. Jurgensen Profar then singled to right to move the pinch runner to third base. That brought a pinch hitter to the plate. Lucas Sims sets, checks the runner at first. Modest lead. Swung on, and that's a base hit down the right field line. That'll be extra bases. Marcano hit that one well. One hopped off the wall. Here comes Kivlahan, way and waved around third. He is safe at the plate. And Marcano will move up on the throw to third base. So the Padres, with two outs here, have gone two singles and a double to take a 5-3 lead. The Reds had a chance to tie the game in the top of the ninth. Max Schrock led off with a double. Alex Blandino then grounded out, and Tyler Stevenson struck out. That brought Aristides Aquino to the plate. He came through, but then he gambled and lost. Here's the 3-2 pitch, and Aquino rips a line drive to left. That'll get down and go all the way to the wall. Schrock around third to score. Aquino into second with an RBI double. The throw comes back in. Nobody was there. Picked up by the first baseman. Throw to third. Got him. Aquino thought he caught the Padres off guard. With nobody at second base where that throw came in, but Kato came up from first and picked up that throw near second and throws out Aquino at third to end the game. The Padres win it. Final score, 5-4 to four here in Peoria. Here are the totals for San Diego. Five runs, nine hits, no errors, three left on base. Cincinnati, four runs, seven hits, no errors. They stranded eight. Time to hear what starter Jeff Hoffman had to say about his outing after the game. Hey, Jeff, just what did you think was the difference first inning and kind of the, your outing today? Um, I, uh, I was a little 
uh, less sharp in the first, just, I mean, everything felt the same, um, just not as crisp. Uh, I think as the game went on, we definitely locked everything in a little bit. And, um, you know, that's where you saw, you know, start started to mix a little bit better, started to mix locations better, speeds. Um, and that's kind of the difference maker. What's it mean to you to get through five? Do you, are you feeling like you can, you're kind of built up to that uh, where you need to be to start? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of like the, the little threshold that you're trying to get to. Um, you know, from here, I feel like, you know, I can probably do to about 80, a little over 80 pitches. And then I went out and finished in the bullpen, got up above 90. Um, so I feel like, you know, if the season were to start, you know, tomorrow, I'd be ready to go, ready to go out there and, and give five plus, um, and, you know, hopefully keep my team in the game not long enough to win. How much of this did you treat like a, almost like a regular season game and how much of it was still spring training that you were, you know, still working on pitches that maybe you wouldn't have thrown in certain situations, et cetera? No, today was, today was, um, you know, pretty close to what I would have done in a season, in a, in a regular season game. Um, you know, I felt like I threw all pitches uh, in, in good situations. Um, you know, I, I, I mixed in all my off-speed pitches. I moved the fastball around pretty good. Um, you know, especially after that first inning, we kind of locked it in and, and we really started making some pitches and, and getting ourselves out of some stuff. Tuck made that really nice throw on, on the strike mount, throw him out, got us out of a nice little jam there. And, um, you know, feel like we're right where we need to be right now and and you know we just keep getting one percent better each day just in general Even, I mean, you only allow four hits how how do you feel about a start like this where you kind of get off to a slow start but then get back up yeah it's huge because um you know you're going to face adversity uh you know and you're never going to know when it's going to hit you're never going to know you know there there might be starts where you know I, I give up that same first inning and i don't make it out of it um you know it's just the way the game goes sometimes but that was nice to to kind of put that behind me, go back out, um, you know, get right back in the zone, um, follow Tuck the whole way, and and you know, hopefully more times than not, we'll we'll have that kind of outcome rather than the other way. Wednesday night, the Reds are back at Goodyear Ballpark to take on the Texas Rangers as Tony Santion goes to the mound against right-hander Kyle Cody. We'll be on the air with the pregame show beginning at 8:50 Cincinnati time. First pitch is set for 9:05. Again, the final score Tuesday afternoon, it was the Padres 5 and the Reds 4. And I'm Dave Armbruster with your Reds Game Recap. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.